listening to Ouija Broads. This is Devin. This is Liz. And Liz, I just got to see you, so this is amazing for me. Yay! We took the old dog on a long walk. We took the old dog on a very long... I feel like an old dog after that walk. Uh, my <laughs> everything hurt. Aww. Everything hurt. But in a good way. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. That's uh, fairly appropriate because I want to tell you a story about dogs. <gasps> More dog stories? More dog stories. It's short and it's sweet and it's got four feet, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Did you yeah. have that lined up? I put it in my notes so I would remember. <laughs> wow, that's very good. Yeah. Just thinking, we haven't really done cryptids or animals for a while, but I knew for sure after the Butch Cassidy stuff, I needed a downtime. I needed something yeah. a little lighter. Yeah. Which, people, you should know, the home of William T. Phillips in Spokane is back on the market. Nice. Are you going to yeah. buy it? <laughs> I don't need that bad vibe. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, Devin, before you tell the story... Can yeah. I can I thank our patrons because we haven't please? taped in so long that we've got a little bit of a thanks backlog. Fuck, that's amazing, guys! And it's uh, yeah. today's. Well, we're recording this on Giving Tuesday, and I know that you and I aren't a nonprofit, Ooh. but we are a cultural institution. I feel so. It's quite that makes appropriate. Me feel like I'm a really old lady who has like great style, and that's my goal. Most of those things are true. You're not really old, <laughs> but you are a lady with great style, my friend. Well, please thank our patrons, would you? Okay, so I want to thank all the patrons, both current and past, because I know sometimes it's like it works for your budget for a while and then it doesn't. And this is so not being a good businesswoman of me, mm. but they're absolutely never hard feelings if you have to cancel your support because oh, yeah. you're living your life. Like, you decide what you need to do with that money. But oh, yeah. for the people who looked at their wallets and looked at their budgets and thought, I know what I want to do. <laughs> uh, we have some thanks. So I would like to welcome as patrons Jeffrey, David, Stacy. Whitney, Jessica, Tara, and Donald. Donald, you got in under the wire just today. As we Hot damn. Taping. I know. Hot Look at all damn. these new friends. Donald, Tara, Jessica, Whitney, Stacy, and I didn't scroll down far enough. It's David and it's Jeffrey. These are our new patrons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what a good song. <laughs> And that's free. We don't have a patron level for getting your song (laughs) sung on air. That was just a little freebie. Liz is giving it away. Yep. uh, It's been said. (laughs) It's good to be taping again. And yeah, people are probably like, why why didn't they tape in the same space when they were in the same space? Because A, it's just nice to see each other. And B, Actually, some proportion of what you hear has been manipulated for your ears because sometimes you're probably going to think, wait, they talk over each other even more than what we get to hear. Oh, my God. Sometimes we both like lunge for the same joke at the same time or (laughs) one of us will burp while the other one is talking. And let me tell you for free, having two separate audio tracks is actually really helpful for that. (laughs) So anyway, let me let me sit back and enjoy a story. 
about a puppo? A puppo. I'll tell you about a couple of puppos that I'm going to whet your appetite mm. because, like I said, this is a, a short and sweet little story. It's very fluffy. Ha ha ha. No pun intended, but I'll go for the low hanging fruit. Nice laugh, <laughs> you butthole. Mm, delicious fruit. Go ahead and support me at any time. You can jump in here with something genuine, you turkey. <laughs> but I'll. <laughs> <That was genuine. laughs> genuine butthead yeah let me tell you really quickly about some other record setting dogs on our coast before i tell you about the record setting dog that i came here to tell you about ah i know we've Ah. already talked about dogs on the show because we always (gasps) name the dogs if we can when they appear yes we have the dogs that find the salish sea feet and are so proud of themselves oh they're very we have balto Mm-hmm. We have, who was the one who was the Montana one? Buck. Was that Buck? Yeah. yeah the we guy had Hummer that stayed Dew. on the tracks. Yeah. I think about Hummer Dew about every day at this point. Which one's Hummer Dew? <laughs> Hummer Dew was the one that Butch Cassidy's relative oh. had. Oh, yes. And <laughs> buried. <laughs> yes, and buried. Yes. Yes. Uh, we had the we dog. Had the dog that discovered the, the caves by the Oregon mm-hmm. Chateau. Mm-hmm. We had the Swimming Wolves of BC. We had Shunk of yes. mm-hmm. We have one that we haven't talked about yet that I would like to look into. I'm going to call dibs on <laughs> on the, the dog that accompanied Lewis and Clark on their journeys through uh, oh. the PNW and beyond. Guess what his name was? <laughs> Hummerdew. No. Dog. Oh. Seaman. Oh, God. Is it, is it horrible? Seaman. Sea Seaman. Just one singular. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. It's not a seaman or a <laughs> sailor or a man. You're so bad at naming things, everyone. I'm going to tell you so much about Seaman, the adventures of Seaman, and how Seaman got into all kinds of things everywhere. Seaman was everywhere. <laughs> all over the place. So, oh, no. All over the place. <laughs> Can't we wait. are 12. <laughs> so immature. Well, in researching this, I came across a couple of record setting dogs. <laughs> in researching this, I came across a lot of seaman. Uh-huh. And I'd like to, <laughs> I don't know how to segue it. I'm just done. I'm just, I'm just thinking about penis. We're eight now. minutes in. You can't be done. <laughs> We're eight minutes in. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, calm, calm down. You're so, you're such a child. Oh my goodness. Jif. Yeah, that's me. Liz, there's this Pomeranian in California and its name is Jif. And Jif set two world records. Guess what for? I, uh, it's a Pomeranian. <laughs> so I'm going to guess being really ancient yeah. and horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Barking a lot and pissing in your house. No, Jif, Jif set the world record for running quickly on his hind legs only. Oh, and, that sounds upsetting to see. And then for running quickly on his front legs only. That sounds less upsetting for some reason. Well, that sounds so much more upsetting. It's this bizarre contortionist, creepy little fried chicken thing running at you with this big old ball at like crotch height. No, it sounds no, awful. No, it, it's good when they run on their front legs and they throw their back legs in the air because then it's just a dog being silly. But okay. if they walk on their back legs, it's like they think they're people and mm-hmm. it's unsettling. Oh, I bet Jeff You know what's really he's... unsettling is those what? costumes where they make like, yeah. they're like a little yeah. pirate or something. Yeah. 
and yeah. the legs are the dog's front legs, and then it has like little separate arms, and there's a whole rest of the dog that's not really incorporated in the costume. I hate those so much, and Jason my brain. loves them. Jason loves them. He thinks those are the funniest fucking things he's ever seen, and they scare me. They freak me out. You get this fucking little goblin monster running at you with this big dog head. Oh, I hate them. The absolute yes. worst one I have ever seen is a dog costume like that, but it incorporated the you know, the rest of the dog body. Cause the front half, the dog is like this little elf, you know, his mm-hmm. front legs are the elves feet and they've got sewn on arms that are gripping a package, which is the <gasps> dog's body. It's so awful. It's so <sighs> awful. Hell is full of that. Just those little things <laughs> running all over the place. Oh, it's the what was worst. your dog for Halloween? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we bought nothing because what was I doing on Halloween? Bailey was nothing on Halloween, but at Petco's clearance sale for a penny, an entire cent, I got him up. It's it's a muscle man chest and arms with a sailor outfit attached. So he's like a muscle bound sailor with tattoo arms. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't worn it yet. But for a penny, I, I can't pass it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you got to make some fiscally responsible decisions at this definitely. point in your life. And yeah. that was definitely one of them. It was a good okay. choice. What was Cubby? She was a, a dog owned by people who understand dogs don't like dressing up. Dogs love dressing up. You saw how <laughs> upsettingly humiliated Bailey was in that pumpkin costume I made for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bailey's so never sad. liked wearing costumes. He loves them. I don't know what you're talking about. You only lived with him for like eight years. You wouldn't know. Yeah, what do I know? I don't was, know nothing is, about dogs. Is Cubby the first dog that you've owned other than Bailey? Yeah. Bailey was really my sort of roommate dog of all things, I yeah, think. Yeah, you, you took so much care of him, though. Like, you took him outside. You taught him shit. You fed him. Like, that was definitely a co-ownership as far as I was concerned. I was lying on the chaise lounge one time, and he was sleeping on top of me, and I fell asleep, and I had a dream that he and I were wolves together running through the forest, oh and God. I always kind of thought he had that dream at the same time. Oh, my God. I bet he did. Oh, that's I thought wonderful. we linked minds. I... <laughs> Did I tell you about in high school how I was convinced my cat Taffy could talk to me, but it was only in that twilight state between waking up and sleeping. And then it's like, Devin, you were just fucking dreaming, you idiot. (laughs) But I was so desperate to believe I had some kind of magical power and connection to my cat that I, it was a lot more plausible that she was talking to me. uh, I feel like there must be like a psychological explanation for that. Because I feel like a lot of people have turned to their cats and been like, if you can talk, you can tell me that I won't snitch. I've done that so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And they've never, but sometimes they do the slow blink at you. And I'm like, are Mm -hmm. you, are you Professor Margolanka? Like, are you? <laughs> Magalaga? Are you Magalaga? Are you Magalaga? Are you? <laughs> Long Magans. La Maganza. Are you Professor Magana Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. But I think, you know, is that slow blank that's code? You can't speak people, but you understand people? I bet it is. Yeah. I'm not going to confirm is. or deny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when kids ask Greg if he's Tony Hawk at skate parks and he says, no, but then he winks at him. <laughs> You're giving mixed signals, Greg. That's fantastic. Oh, well, yeah, man. Cubby is the, the first dog I've ever had. Before that, we I was raised in a family that had cats and I had a pet iguana. Yeah. And we had pet rabbits. And yeah. then in college, I had pet rats. 
Yes. All very fine. Well, and when I was a kid, too, I had pet rats. All very good pets, but always wanted a dog. I got the yeah, best dog. Yeah, you have one. You have such a good old lady dog. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that I think Cubby is fantastic and wonderful, but as far as I know, she doesn't set any records. I mean, my dog doesn't either. Like, is there a record for farting yourself awake? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Most Puritan. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Bailey's definitely gotten third place in that. Uh, but here's another California dog that set a record. It's Jack Russell named Twinkie. And Twinkie holds the Guinness title for popping the most balloons the fastest. Because oh, Twinkie... Oh, so this is like a, a humane version of the rat fights they used to definitely. have. Definitely. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's the same kind of dog. So that makes sense, right? Uh, Twinkie popped 100 balloons in 39.08 seconds to nab a title. Uh, Balloons, not rats. So much better. I feel like the major barrier for that would have been teaching him not to run away the first time he popped a balloon. Fuck, dude. Jack Russells are asshole dogs, though. I think they're not like (laughs) normal dogs who would hear a loud noise and an explosion would happen near their face and they'd go, hey, wow, let's take that back a second. We're going to reevaluate. Jack Russells have things they don't understand. And they're like, awesome. I was bred to rip you apart. I am. (laughs) Kill you and your whole family. I'm the size of a loaf of bread and I'm just going to tear you a new one. Fuck me. I mean, I guess they're smart. I don't want to Jack Russell, though. Do you have some further Northwestern dogs for me? I don't know. <gasps> I, well, oh, Are you wait, doing wait. another California episode, Ho? No, no, sorry. The the main dog... The Fuck off, bitch. The main dog <laughs> is, <laughs> is in Idaho. Just let me, let me get to it, girl. We don't okay. have very smart dogs up here. They do heroic deeds, but they don't, like, pop balloons the fastest. They don't uh, walk on their hind legs. No, but what we have, Miss Wood... I forgot your fucking last name, Miss Blodgett... <laughs> What we have, you dingus, is the world's largest beagle. Oh, okay. Cottonwood, Idaho is Oh, I thought Cottonwood was the dog's name, and I'm like, that's a really good name for a beagle. (laughs) Oh, God, isn't it a good name for a beagle? No, I'll get to the name in a moment, but... But Cottonwood, Idaho, it's this like little tiny city of about 900 people in, what am I trying to say? In the, yeah. <laughs> the panhandle? The pan, it, the yeah, not an, panhandle? The, exactly. It's right where the panhandle meets the not panhandle. So it's like the north central part of Idaho. Okay. Anyway, used to be a way station, right, for prospectors, but now it's a 0.84 square mile city with 900 people and Sweet Willie, the 30 foot tall beagle oh this isn't an alive <laughs> beagle or is it it's or quickly the big it? red dog and, and emily elizabeth loved him enough <laughs> no listen what this is is the fucking dog version of a trojan horse <laughs> it's this giant beagle it's not a statue it's it's the dog bark park inn which is a bed and breakfast hotel, but it's shaped like a giant fucking Trojan horse dog. And you, so can, you like sleep in the tummy? You do. You do. It's, is it standing up or lying down? It's standing up. If you Google it, and you can do this right now while we're talking if you'd like, uh, but Google the dog bark park in, and it is as though someone carved a dog like out of a block of wood it's it's the kind of classic two-dimensional dog outline shape but puffed up so it's 3d it's this giant beagle 
that's been around since either 1997 or 2003. It depends on the source you're looking at. Um, that is not long enough ago for us to have lost track of that information. <laughs> we absolutely should not have lost track of that info, but it's its website, the Beagle's owner's website, was unclear. Bless their hearts, they sound like just amazing people. I'll tell you about them in a minute. Let me set the scene for Sweet Willie. It is, as I said, a 30-foot tall beagle shape hotel and you climb upstairs that wrap around its back legs around its little dog butt and they it comes up to a balcony a deck on the, the second i guess what would be the second floor about 20 feet high the stomach level you enter in there and there's a lovely little sitting area they have room for a queen size bed they've got a kitchenette there's a bathroom you can go up into his neck and there's there's a little like futon area in the throat and then in its muzzle there's another little sitting area Liz it's can only you stand on its back you could uh no you you're not supposed to get up that high hmm. maybe you could maybe they would grant you special ability it's only like 140 dollars a night and it sleeps four people yeah i can believe that so Both of the things you said <laughs> i have some questions about like the code compliance of this thing but you know you only live once it's okay no, you only live once you only live once and if you don't use this life to go stay in a 30 foot beagle that is decorated in the inside in entirely dog thematic decor and that has a gift shop full of chainsaw art made by <laughs> the owners you're not living your best life yes that's true oh Anybody can stay at a Holiday Inn and you're not going to remember the difference between that and all the other mm -hmm. beige places that you've stayed. Yep, yep. No, this is a wonderful property and it's owned by these chainsaw artists, Dennis Sullivan and Francis Conklin, who are also husband and wife. And not only do they have Sweet Willie, the dog, recently they added a puppy. Willie now has Toby, a 12 foot tall dog. Uh, who you can't go inside, but who lives there on the property. Um, close to Toby and Willie is a 12-foot fire hydrant that you go inside and it's a bathroom for people. <laughs> oh, is there a bathroom in the yeah, there's hotel? A, okay. There's a bathroom in Toby. You don't have to go outside to the fire hydrant to pee in the middle of the night, but you can. It's an option. Um, okay. Dennis and Francis, they sound amazing. They have a, they have a book about Willie, about about their life, about being artists. They, on their website, say uh, that their, their big break, they called it, when in 1995, they started being able to sell their little dog carvings on QVC. And oh, my. It was 95 that, like, Jim Shore folk art, everybody needs tchotchkes thing, QVC. It was, like, the perfect storm for them. People <laughs> bought the fuck out of their hand-carved little dog statues, which are quite sweet. I mean, I don't need one, but they're cute. They did nothing but work on these statues for 18 months straight. They said that their kids never saw them. They made <laughs> enough money that in 97, they were like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to build a giant dog, and we're going to allow people to sleep in it and they've they've got this park now it's got a gift shop and a little tiny visitor center it has a gallery for their chainsaw art and their little they still do dog statues oh god you, i forgot it was chainsaw art so not only did their kids never see them but all through the <laughs> night is <laughs> <laughs> wow 
<laughs> oh my goodness. They just sound precious, though, because, um, well, I mean, for, for not only did they do this, they're absolutely following their bliss. They're just doing the weirdest fucking thing in the world and loving it. I am uh, on board. They yeah. sound really cute. Like, uh, an interviewer asked Dennis, why did you pick a beagle? What the fuck is the story there? Do you, like, have beagles? Did you love beagles? Were you saved by a beagle? And he was basically like, um... No, it just happened to be the first dog that my wife and I ever carved. And then he said, quote, it's a politically correct breed since there are no horror stories about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like yeah, this. I have to admit this whole time I've been waiting to hear the story of the dog that inspired this. And apparently it's just a neutral dog. <laughs> it's just a neutral dog. It just doesn't start shit. You know, it's just chill. It's not the Jack Russell asshole. It's not Cujo, this this bulldog mastiff. You know, what are some other bad dogs? Uh, there aren't any bad dogs, so that's not There's fair. no bad dogs. I think but, even Cujo yeah, was I know, misunderstood. They, we go through the phases of, you know, Rottweilers are bad and pitbulls pit are bad. Are bad and yeah. Da, 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 and yeah, okay. Yeah. Why I think this story kind of perfectly encapsulates us and the live weird, die weird, stay weird ethos because there is a sign out front tacked to Willie's little haunch that simply says a noble and absurd undertaking. Oh my god! We gotta change our whole branding! <laughs> we have to redo it! I have to trademark that immediately. I want Damn. it on a t-shirt. How fucking good is that? Oh god, I hope they sell bumper stickers with that. We gotta go to there. <laughs> we should go to there. And we can Can you please put night? that on my tombstone? Please. <laughs> please, Devin, I'm begging you. <laughs> I was gonna shoot you into space after compressing your ashes into a diamond, but if you want that instead, I can do it. Oh yeah, I don't actually want to rot in the ground. I want to fly away on a breeze somehow, but put make like okay. a bench or something. I'll or make treat. you a bench. Yeah, yeah, I'll make you a, <laughs> yeah, perfect, done. In death as in life. Okay, I have a dog story. I'll take a dog story, please do. Okay, so this is, I, I think you feel my pain and that sometimes we have these stories that aren't really a whole episode worth, Yeah, but I think we have some synchronicity. So this is the story of Bobby the Wonder Dog from Weird Oregon. Fantastic. It actually starts in Indiana. Okay. With a family named the Braziers, mm -hmm. and they were farmers who lived in Indiana. And so it was Frank and Elizabeth who were married, and they had their stepdaughters who were named Nova and Leona, which sounds cool. They yeah. sound like they have a good band, right? Like they right. definitely part their hair down the middle yeah. and have like yeah. long hair. Yeah. And like really can rock that sort of Victorian petticoat look oh, nova and leona nova and leona i'm seeing it like a rasputina kind of, yes. of thing that works so they're originally from indiana and they moved to a farm near silverton oregon so they're okay. in oregon at this point all right so the braziers had a farm and on that farm they had some dogs dog. yeah 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 <laughs> they had two dogs they had a fox terrier whose name was toodles Oh my goodness. And then they got Bobby, who was a collie mix. For mm -hmm. some reason, I've noticed this. You know, dogs go into style as being the villains of the dog world. Yeah. Dogs also have like big vogues for being very popular. Like, but I have noticed in like all the pictures of 
like my grandparents and their parents from the 20s, people loved collies. Collies were like the thing, even before the whole big glassy thing. So Bobby was smart. He was good at herding the sheep. He knew Mm -hmm. how to get the cow and the horse into the barn. But poor Toodles died in 1922. And poor Toodles. And the braziers were like, okay. We're going to move into town. I imagine this was separate. I imagine they weren't just like so stressed out about toodles, but who knows? So they purchased a cafe in Silverton and a family friend rented the farm. And they're like, we should leave Bobby here because like he's a farm dog. Mm. But actually what they found is that every Saturday, Bobby would walk into town spend the weekend with his human family at the cafe, and then on Monday morning go back to the farm to herd the sheep. What? Yeah. For legit? Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Yes, so sweet. So yes, he was basically super attached to his family and would go hang out with them. Oh. And Frank and the braziers are like, okay, well, obviously he's not just going to go with the flow of for whoever's on this farm. We should mm-hmm. definitely keep him with us. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay. Good. We've got Bobby back in the family. We're going to go on vacation back to Indiana. We're going to drive. And Bobby was like, yes, he would sit on the luggage. He would sit on the running board. Bobby would go exploring. Wait, do you see where this is going? I think he gets left behind. A little. A little. Oh, so in oh, Walcott, oh, Indiana. It's going to be like Homeward Bound. I can't wait. 1923. Mm-hmm. They go, they're at a gas station. And while he's inside paying, he looks out and he sees Bobby getting chased by dogs. And he's like, oh, okay, well, he's going to take care of it. Yeah. And he'll meet me back at the car. And he doesn't come back. And they wait and he honks and he drives all around town and it's midnight when they finally give up. And they they travel around Indiana for three weeks. So they're having their big trip. You know, this was not the like pop in for the weekend yeah. days of traveling. Yeah. But of course, they're also like keeping their eyes out for Bobby. They're, they're looking on their way back. But they're like, all right, this is garbage. But yeah. we have work to do so they drive 2,551 miles back to Silverton, Oregon and life goes on and they're working on their cafe and February 15th 1924 six months after getting separated from Bobby little Nova is walking down the street and sees a stray dog in front of her it's all shaggy it's tired it's all worn out and she goes that's Bobby And the ragged animal turns his head and, this is how Frank put it, fairly flew at Nova, leaping up again and again to cover her face with kisses and making half-strangled sobbing sounds of relief and delight as if he could hardly voice his wordless joy. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna cry. Why do you do this to me? Whatever Bobby has been through, he's like pretty busted. So they take him home. He takes a three day nap. (laughs) He only stops to eat and pee. (laughs) That's my life. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, good deal, good deal. But what happens is this story spreads across the nation and the braziers start getting letters from people saying i looked after a stray dog a couple months ago do you think this could have been bobby no and they would send pictures and more often than not it was bobby (laughs) so bobby had marched his little clever collie ass across illinois iowa nebraska colorado wyoming and idaho no fucking he crossed the rocky mountains in the winter no fucking way yep the oregon humane society gave him a medal Mm -hmm. he was in a silent movie about himself (laughs) 
<laughs> he had 16 puppies with a collie named Tippy. Whoa. <laughs> was she one of his gals on the road or gals coming home? I, I think she was an at-home gal. It doesn't say. Man. But people sometimes who had looked after Bobby on his travel would actually come to Silverton to catch up with him and get to see him again. <gasps> oh, that's the mm. sweetest. So sadly, because yeah. God loves dogs so much that he takes them back. He takes them back. Bobby died when he was only six years old. Probably oh, in part because he had, like, a really hard journey. He had a fucking but, million miles on him, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He even rode hard. We rode hard. Oh. He is buried underneath his doghouse mm. at the Oregon Humane Society Pet Cemetery. And in Silverton on Water Street, there's a statue, a mural, and another replica doghouse. Isn't that a good dog? I'm gonna fucking cry again. That's am- Imagine amazing. You, you think you've lost your dog and you haven't seen him for six months and you're just like, oh my god, the last my dad saw he was being, this poor dog was getting chased by other dogs yeah. and he's 2,500 miles away and six months later yeah. and yeah. he's leaping up and kissing her. I can just picture it's got to be like those videos of when like soldiers come back from tours yes and the dogs are like what yes (gasps) yes isn't that wonderful when they just oh my gosh i love it when you see the recognition finally in their face they're kind of like oh Mm -hmm. okay human uh, there's a person here and then it just totally overcomes them that holy fuck this is my person this is the one Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Really though, we have to have a rule. You can't tell me stories like this when I'm on my period. I just love it too much. It's too sweet. Little babies. Oh yes. And this is such a, like you said, there are so many good stories that come our way and they're not enough to to do a whole story. They're not enough to do a thing with. So I'm so glad that we had the chance to talk about a lot of good boys all together. Aww. Babies. Good stuff. Very good stuff. (laughs) Happy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy now. I'm fine. Oh, what a good story. I'm so glad we have dogs. You and me personally, but then also just in general. Dogs are the fucking best. Yeah, dogs are good. Senior dogs are good too. I highly recommend them. Yeah. You, I mean, you've you've told me before, and maybe you don't want me to put you out on Front Street, but you've told me that you get all this wonderful praise from people when, <laughs> when really you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, all of her major medical shit has been taken care of, and she just sleeps all day. Yeah, it's cool. I got a good yeah. deal. Yeah, it's like, oh, somebody already trained her, and she basically wants to go on a walk once a day mm-hmm. and then just lie there and make farts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deal. That is a Same. self-regulating <laughs> animal. <laughs> I know. Cubby, yeah, me too, sister. You just managed Mm. to, uh, oh, fuck, to trade up your last life. You were a human in this life. You got to be a dog. (laughs) You're headed in the right direction. Oh, well, if dogs are the best, the second best thing is to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcatcher or social media platform of choice. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Sorry, I was thinking about we rate dogs and how they give all the dogs tens or more out of ten. It's so wonderful. It makes me really happy when they're like, this is not a dog. Please don't send us alligators anymore. Twelve (laughs) of ten. And it's still a dog in an alligator costume. That, (laughs) fuck, dude, we missed the boat. We were making jokes like that years ago. We should have turned it into a Twitter account. Raked in yeah. that money. Fuck. The the flood of patrons has been Boom. very exciting and also kind of nerve-wracking because <sighs> it's happening right as we've gone to this every other week yeah, schedule. We except when I forget. <laughs> 
I I do try to put the stuff up early on Patreon, but mm-hmm. everybody got a little taster of that last <laughs> week. Uh, yeah, so patreon.com slash Ouija Thank you again to new and existing and former and future patrons. Yeah. I appreciate your support yeah. a lot. You can always come find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. to see pictures. I assume Devin will put up some pictures Damn of right I will. the dogs. Oh my yeah. goodness. These you have to see these beagles. I don't know what I'm tickled more by. Uh I almost called him Big Willie and that's not what I meant. Willie, the the big dog or his puppy Toby. Cuz it's just, you know. Yep. You see the big one and you're like, I can sleep in it and then you see the baby version, which is still 12 fucking feet tall. This is not little and cute, but in comparison, <laughs> it's miniature and adorable. That's amazing how that works. Definitely we'll put up some photos. Mhm. Yeah. It is. You're wonderful people. We can't thank you enough for listening. And in the meantime, we do hope that you live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Oh, dogs. Dogs. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening.